Maybe. Then, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we're carrying like, on our conversation and we're live. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're, okay, so let's bring everybody into the into the loop here because we, we need your help. Mm-hmm. Uh, every morning yeah. we have our uh, our stand up call with uh, with our office, and it's good to connect with everybody. And we um, we end we end the fifteen minute call with uh, who sang that song. So Marvin, uh, the founder of KW uh, Realty Centers, plays a song, and it's the first to type in. And by the time my brain registers, Jen, like the answers are yeah. already in there. I know. Same. I did that this morning. I was like, I know the song. I know who the artist is. And by the time I processed the name and started typing, there was like three people that already had. And it's like, okay, it has to be voice to text. It's the only thing I can come up with. Cause I was like, there's no way they just type that quickly and know the answer that quickly. It's crazy. Yeah. No. Okay. So here's a question. I think the recent winners are all tuning in with their phone, right? And I'm sitting mm-hmm. on my computer. Is it faster? Okay, so here's a question for the the worldwide interwebs. Is it faster to type on a keyboard or on a phone? Maybe that's the trick. See, I would argue that because I've been on my phone every morning. Okay. And I find that it's slower because I have to pull up. The, I have to go to the bottom, pull up the chat, which I do before the question or before the song gets played. But then I have to like think, and then the box is really small on my phone. So I have to be like prepared to type really quickly. And there's no, like, I can't just talk. So I don't know. I don't know, Gary. I don't know. I either, either we're really bad at this game, but I don't think we are. (laughs) That might be the answer. I actually don't (laughs) think we are. There just happens to be others that are perhaps better. (laughs) Or, Or faster at least. Like maybe it's the, the, the thought process getting, from like recognition to fingertips that that's faster for them. I don't know. Cause yeah. I, I mean, sometimes the songs barely started and they've got the answer in there. I'm like, okay, there's been two beats. How do you know what song this is? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. And, and all I know we're is I don't like losing. In, I know and it's a little tougher too. Cause we're not looking for the name of the song. We're looking for the name of the artist. Cause we usually yeah. know the song, right? It's, it's the artist a little tougher. Yeah. A little tougher. Yeah. These are... Or you have to filter through, right? It's not this person is not this person. Okay, it's that yeah. person. That's how my brain works. Yeah, yeah. So this morning's answer was Nelly, and I had typed in Flowrider, and I hit enter, and I knew that wasn't right. But what do you do, right? Like, it's, it's already yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. See, I knew it was Nelly, like, immediately. But by the time I typed it and hit send, three other people had already put Nelly into the thing. I was like, how? I don't understand. That was my fastest response time, and I was still fourth. So. Wow. Wow. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, there's, there's a lot on the line too, for these it's, it's Starbucks, the yeah. Starbucks card every morning. It's a lot on the yeah. line. I know. I love me some Starbucks. That's right. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got know. one the other day and, and Michelle, my wife, cause I got the car sent to me and I'm putting it into my app. Michelle's like, what are you doing? Where'd you get that from? I'm like, uh, well, you, know, you got, you got to play to win. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. This is, oh, um, man. This is all about the summer market today. This is important stuff. How to win your music trivia in the morning. These are the important conversations (laughs) that Jen and I are now having right now. (laughs) We got to strategize, Jen. Maybe tomorrow we'll strategize. We'll team up. Yeah. Yeah. I got an idea. Okay. No one's, no one's listening. I'll keep filling the chat box with a bunch of randomness and you get the right answer in there. I don't know if that'll work. We'll clog it nice. up. Nice, then we'll we'll split the card. <laughs> I like right. it. I'll buy you I'll buy you a coffee on my way to the office. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We should probably get on with our show here. We got a little intro to run, and, and um, yeah. you and I are going to have a little banter here. So let's do that. All right. All right, summer mayhem. Um, what's on your mind? So we thought we'd take a little bit of time because it's been th about three weeks since we actually had a live stream. And uh, there's lots going on in the real estate market as well as not a lot, depending on where you find yourself and who you're working with, right, Jen? And, yeah. and we're seeing some really interesting trends in the marketplace. Uh, August is typically a slower month. And, and there's some crazy headlines coming out, Jen. And let's kind of like... Remember Mythbusters? Yeah. Let's, let's do a little myth myth busting on okay. the fly here. Jen doesn't know I'm going to do this, but we're going to do this. <laughs> so I don't have the specific numbers or the stats, but here's what I know is we're starting to see even right across Canada and of course locally here in Toronto where uh, our brokerage is, we're seeing headlines come out of the news, Jen. Um, Toronto real estate sales down from last month. Um, mm -hmm. and, and just imagine what those headlines look like. Sales are slumping. Sales are down compared to last year. Yeah. But if I said to you, Jen, someone that has a team that's working incredibly hard for their agents, and of course, uh, you, you're coaching, you know, 35, 45 agents as well. How's the inventory levels? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> where my head went. I, so my headlines are just brutal. Um, inventory levels are low, right? They're, I think last week in new market specifically, there was like 90 listings that's abnormally low. There's normally like a couple hundred, right? And that's in a low inventory market. So of course sales are down. We don't have enough properties to sell for sales to be up. So, you know, the, the, the guys that I'm coaching and the teams, when they are listing, they're getting multiple offers, their listings are selling. Are they carrying as much inventory? No they don't have as many people ready to go on the market right now because it's august right so a little bit of that combined with um low inventory people not quite ready to make a move yet feeling out what's going to happen in the fall now we've got this conversation about what the market's going to look like what our world is going to look like in the fall and how that's going to prog progress right so yeah of course sales are down right it, it's it's the, the negative spin that's always a challenge for us because then we start to get people saying, well, let's, it's going to crash. It's going to crash. Let's wait for the crash. Um, and that conversation has been coming up for me quite a bit in coaching for people, how to handle that conversation, how to navigate it, what to say when, when our clients are saying that, because, you know, that we're hearing it more and more as these headlines are starting to show up. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, the impact that those media myths can create uh, on the general public. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, too, Gary, inventory when it's that low, of course, sales are down is logic. <laughs> it's logic. And, and people yeah. often fail to. Okay, people, here's what people love to do. They read a headline. And that's it. Right? Mm -hmm. they, they don't go and click onto the story or get, some, you know, read some other stories to, to, you know, validate that one story or get the research, right? They just go on the yeah. headline, for instance. And so here's, here's a, here's a, um, um, an example, for instance, um, new Toronto Raptor gets, gets, uh, mm. with the Kyle Lowry signing, um, Gor I can't even say his name, Gorgon or Goran, 
uh, I can't even, oh my gosh, I can't even say his no. name. <laughs> Anyways, Neutron Raptor, he's no from idea. Slovenia, <laughs> and he gets mm-hmm. caught in the middle of a question period. Somebody's interviewing him in his native language, and the, the, the question is, what do you think about being traded to Toronto? And all of a sudden, what comes out on the English translation is, well, I have much higher hopes than being in Toronto or something like that. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, that becomes the narrative. Where in right. actual fact was that is not entirely exactly what he meant at all. And now, of course, he's trying to backtrack. But all I saw on Twitter the last couple of days, Jen, was, yeah, we don't care about you either. We don't care about you either. But if you gone and actually oh, read the story and the information that he put there, put out there after, you, it would have been a completely different story, right? And it's the same with the real yeah. estate market, right? We just go after headlines, yeah. Yeah, what a nice welcome for the guy too, right? <laughs> know, it's like right? you just get attacked a, by the Twitter bots. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's and if you talk to any of the other sports writers that know him that are in the, like they they love him. He's like a vet, and he always has time for people, and and he's just being thrown oh under the bus God. all of a sudden. But I yeah. The last time that this happened, and not to say in 2017 when the market did flatline for us for a little while, it was previous to yeah. that where. Um, the narrative got so negative that it did turn into a little spiral. So be careful mm-hmm. of what you read. Understand if you're if you're an agent in there, uh, there are articles that is all about negativity, and that's what sells newspapers. Remember those? <laughs> and and <laughs> unfortunately, that's what a lot of our buyers and sellers will read, right? Yeah. So yeah. you asked you you kind of asked it in a rhetorical way, Jen, but one of the best ways to to have a conversation around well what this, this market is going to crash i keep seeing this i keep reading that just go pull out the research just like you're doing a a, a cma right there with them and mm-hmm. talk about what those numbers are doing and and as jen said yeah if, if inventory levels are low what is that going to do for the marketplace that's why we're seeing less sales but we're getting you know, we're, we're going back to more of an aggressive multiple offer situation and then show them year over year, not just last year, but go back as we said before, right, Jen, like maybe five or even mm-hmm. 10 years and show them. Yeah. It always kind of dips in August and then back up again in September, October. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's funny the the conversations I've been having with the agents and the scripts we've been working on and even the prep for when they go to those listing appointments or those buyer consults, in case that comes up because we're seeing it so often now we're actually preparing for it um, is to go back onto you know market watch or wherever you're going to get your trends from and pull the report there's one on there that literally goes back to like 1994 and it shows the the trend of the the market the price point and average sales on this graph and if you just have that with you and when that seller comes out and says how do i know when it's the right time to sell or I want to wait for the crash to take proper advantage of the market. You can take out that report, show it to them and say, tell me when on this report was the best time for you to buy a house. Mm. It was 1994, right? We can't go backwards, but we haven't gone back really minus that slight 2017 blip, which was really short lived for majority of areas. A few got hit a little harder, but most really bounced back at least plateaued somewhat quickly. Right? So, when was the best time to make a move it was in 1994 and then 95 and then 96 and so on and so forth so like if you're waiting for a crash you're basically waiting to get yourself priced out of the market as a buyer 
or as a seller, you may be missing the, the, a great opportunity to maximize your returns right now, right? So you can't time a market. Um, but those are those are some of the challenges we're seeing. And, you know, that's a great way to combat it if you're looking for a good script or a good approach to that. Um, and, you know, it's been pretty effective so far with our coaching guys. They've had good, yeah. they've had good response to it because it makes sense, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's two ways to look at this too. Um, I'm actually working on a video right now, in a sense, that says, don't sell your house. Mm-hmm. But the spin is there might be other ways to leverage the, the equity that you already have in your house to, to go purchase maybe an investment property or to keep your current house as an investment property and look at something else, right? There's always a, yeah. an opportunity. And, and the other spin, the, the, the flip side is to that, Jen, is, is now not the best time to sell your house when there's like the least amount of, of other properties yeah. just like yours out there? A hundred percent. I know that one of the agents had a townhouse listed, got like 13 offers on it last week, right? Like some of the guys that have like higher end listings, 2.3, 2.1, like those are getting 20, 30, 40, 50 showings in a week now because there's limited options. And when, and buyers are still trying to get into the market, right? That's never, that demand hasn't depreciated that much. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> you might capitalize more now than maybe when there's 200 listings in September and you're competing against two or three that are similar to you versus now when you have no competition. So, you know, it's all, it's all about what makes the most sense strategically for you in the moment. But, you know, what we do know is the market we know is the current market. So that's usually the best one to make a decision in because we know it. And I totally agree with you. Look at options to pull your equity out, right? Go keep your home as an income property and go buy uh, a different property. If that's what you're looking for, pull out equity and get a cottage or an income property or whatever you want to do. But there's lots of different creative ways. So um, this, this narrative that the market is in a downward spiral or it's crashing or it's going to crash or, it's, it's just not true and it's a little dangerous, right? So, um, yeah, I always, I always dislike that media narrative. It's challenging for sure. Yeah, it really is. It, it is challenging. Mm-hmm. So here's a couple of questions for you from, from, you know, you're, as we said, you're, you're coaching a lot of agents at this moment, uh, you and your team and, mm-hmm. and the summer months can, can kind of be those months where perhaps we, so there, there's two, two pieces to this. A, don't forget to take time if you're an agent uh, to recharge, right? To rest, recharge, yeah. and come back and, and that type of thing. But this is also a really good opportunity just to connect with clients, right? Yeah. So are, yeah. what are we doing? How are we connecting with our clients over the summer? Because <laughs> it, sometimes it can be hard and other times it could be, hey, let's, let's go to the park with our dogs together or, or our kids together or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, taking advantage, although our weather has been a little hit and miss this summer, but trying to take advantage of the nice weather, whether it's like organizing an activity, going to an event um, or going for walks and things like that. But honestly, even pot buys, right? When you're in the area, just have your list of your clients in your car. Um, And, you know, with top producer or with command or with some of those different programs, you can sync it to your phone. And you can actually see on the map who's around you, right? So go knock on the door and go say, hey, how's it going? Just in the area, thought I'd pop by. Even better, I was just showing some houses and I thought of you, just wanted to pop in and say, hi, how are you, right? If you can't fit in a longer visit, at least get the pop-bys. And now that we can do them again, take advantage of that. 
And beyond that, it's your care calls, right? If yeah. you can't Hang get on. to see I gotta, them I gotta pause you there for a second. Hang on. Because okay. I, I think the pop by visit is something that we've forgotten about or gotten away from, mm-hmm. or maybe we've never implemented it. And what yeah. Jen Jen's talking about is, you know, just dropping by almost basically unannounced. Yeah. And it's what you can pop by with that I love right? Have a little gift bag or a treat bag for the kids or the dog or themselves, whatever. And it could be anything from the, the Starbucks gift cards to you name it, let your imagination go, right? Like that's, if, yeah. I think that is so valuable, right? You could, you could have a lot of cool pop by gifts in, in a little yeah. treat bag or whatever we want to call it. Whatever you want it to be, you can have them in the car. You can also make it seasonal. I know one of the things on on our team that we do in the fall is we pop by and drop off leaf bags, right? So it's just a, a quick knock on the door. If they're home, great, we get to chat. If not, we leave the little pack of leaf bags with our you know Silverdale logo on it. Sorry, we missed you. And we get a call or a text from them when they get home to be like, oh, you came by today, we missed you. Like, let's get together soon or let's chat or whatever that looks like. Same at holiday season, right? Same in the springtime. So you can you can be strategic about it. You can be completely just random about it. But the point is that you're connecting face-to-face, in-person, and developing, furthering your relationships. Because the best way to do that is face-to-face, right? I've always had an idea with the leaf bags. And I can't, I can't wrap my head around the budget as of yet. But maybe, maybe it's mm-hmm. something that we'll have to work on in the future. I'd love, I would just, and I, I, I have this idea and I want to see somebody do it. And maybe it's something that we just go out and do. But imagine if you had all the leaf bags that you talked about, whether it's the fall or spring, and we always see them. We go to Canadian Tire, we go to Home Depot, we go to Walmart, we go wherever, and it's all free advertising. You're actually paying to advertise for Home Depot. Yeah. I know. How cool. I know where you're going with this, right? and I have to. I have to tell you, we have this conversation every year about putting our branding on the bag, and then we don't never do it in time, and so we end up going to Home Depot and grabbing the yeah. Home Depot bags if they usually have the best deal yeah. and delivering them right. But I honestly, I say it all the time. I totally agree with you. Put your own branding. Oh, on could the you bag. imagine that huge like? Silver Nagel yeah. team branded logo on and, it. On like three or four bags in a row or even on multiple, the same street having multiple, right? You pull it's down so that smart. street and boom. Yeah. 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 It's so smart. Um, and it, yeah, I, you're going to motivate me to do it this year. So I'm going to let you know <laughs> what the budget is because we say it every single time we do it. We should have, we should have branded them. We should have branded yeah. them. We just, yeah. it's one of those things that it gets away from you. Right. But I, you know, I think it's the last time I looked, which would be a few years ago now, I didn't get the specific numbers, but just to start, it was at least about 3000 bucks, but you're getting like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bags. And, and I think, I think that'd be really, really cool if it's in a neighborhood or a a farm that you are, are getting a foothold in, or you already have a part of a foothold, or of course you dominate it. I think that's golden. Gold, yeah, especially in the spring for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you, especially a farm, even more so if you have a geographic area that you're working, like whether you just hit up the people you are in relationship with or you actually hit, depending on your budget, you know, your section that you work and you door knock consistently. Imagine every house on a street with, you know, 
the McGowan team, not that you have the McGowan team anymore, but you know what I mean? Like that branding on it. How powerful would that be? That How powerful like- the social media that gets behind that. You go snap a few pictures. So one of the things the, the, the McGowan team used to do was for Canada Day, we go flag everybody's driveway, right? Mm-hmm. With a little ca- Canadian flag on Canada Day. And yeah. um, we'd have attached to it just underneath just our, our business card. And we partnered with the local insurance company. So we, we did it together. So the cost was 50% as was it could be. And people loved it. It was just yeah. a stupid little flag like this big, right? <laughs> and and people loved it, and, and and people would share that on social media and all sorts of thing. Um, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that is really powerful, really really powerful. It is, and oftentimes it's not the stuff you think of, right? Like it's little things that people get really attached to, and you just it's it can be surprising. Even doing contests or giveaways or ticket giveaways and things like that, people get really into it. And they really like it and they follow you on social media and they like your brand and they share and they do all sorts of stuff because that's what people want to do. They want to support you and they want to like you. So circling back to the beginning and like what we should be doing in the summer, plan some stuff for the fall, right? Like start thinking now, what can I do in September um, or even like in the next couple of weeks to boost my business for the fall? How do I get people to call me? And how do I get my name out there and how do I grow my brand a little bit and start to get creative with that. Um, And then tap into your database. Like you can take time off in the summer, enjoy it. This is our downtime as agents for the most part, right? We know that, but it doesn't mean you stop working completely. You're not taking three months off. You're just kind of, you know, take your vacation, have maybe less busy days because you're not running with as many buyers or you're not listing as many houses and use that time to rest and relax, but be strategic the rest of the time. You, you asked a question there and I think we could have a whole conversation around and, and that was simply, how do I get people to call me? Mm. Right. And, and we often do stuff or post stuff or send stuff out with the anticipation people are going to call me. But if we, yeah. I think if we get real clear or, or change the question, how, how is this post? I'm holding a mouse. I don't know what that is. That's a post. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, how is this mouse going to make people call me? Right. And, yeah. and I think if, if we kind of look at things from that perspective, you know, how, how is this going to offer value to somebody where they do want to pick up the phone or send a, a DM or what have you, right? I think, I think if we just kind of change that thinking a little bit, uh, we, can, yeah. we can get really purposeful, right, Jen? Absolutely. And I mean, when you're doing, when you're spending money in your business, there should be a return of some sort, right? Whether it's a relationship return that you've developed a relationship to a, a higher level or it's a monetary return, um, or it's a database growth return, there should be some form of return that you can see. So when you are making, when you are strategically planning for your business, you know, what sort of return are you looking for? When we do the leaf bags and things like that, it's relationship mainly, but we also know that there's a handful of people in our database that are thinking about doing something in the spring or in the winter, and that little extra touch is going to get them to, to remember to call us and go, hey, we're thinking about doing this in the winter or in, in March or whatever. What do we have to start doing? So it's reminding our database that we're their guys, right? Um, and then there's also the element of like, how do you grow your reach as well? So when you are doing these actions, what is that growth going to look like? Is, is it going to be, are you doing something? Are you requesting that they do something so you get more social media exposure? Is it branding that gets you that additional exposure? 
Um, or is it just that you're getting referrals? What does that look like, right? But we don't just pick something out of the air and kind of go, sounds good, let's do it. Like there should be some sort of understanding of what you're looking to get out of it so that we can see, did it work or not work? Uh, and then we can make it better because it, it does take time, right? And, and it also, you know, it ties into what type of business do you have? Some agents are database focused, relationship focused, referral focused. Some agents are numbers and lead gen focused. And depending on what your business looks like, your your actions are going to match that mirror and match that more, right? So, you know, what we might do as a team that's mainly relationship and database um, is kind of different than what someone who's a, a hard door knocker and building their business that way is going to do because we have different approaches, right? So you have to kind of understand that as well, I think, to get the right result. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as, as we wrap up, Jen, uh, we should probably talk about a couple of things. And, and the first thing here, I'm going to see if I can just do this on the fly. And that is, there we go. I'm going to make it a little smaller though, is we have uh, KW mega camp coming up, uh, August 23rd to the 26th. And if you're struggling with what to do with your database or how to create a database or, or what's next for you, um, in, in, in the business and how to grow your business, Jen, Mega Camp, which is 100% virtual, it is so user friendly and so much mm -hmm. value coming from top producers right across North America. This is where you want to be, yeah? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they cover everything from effective lead gen methods to enhancing your social media, building teams, coaching, mindset, um, all sorts of stuff. So if you want to learn, like just to piggyback off we were talking about. There's teams in the states uh, that are doing 100, 200, 300 transactions a year, and they're on they're on stage here telling us what they're doing. They're sharing their their follow up campaigns and they're talking about their platforms and their programs, what works, what doesn't. So if you want to learn how to enhance your business, then you got to be at Mega Camp for sure, right? It's it's just the only place you're going to get that much value from active, successful realtors. Absolutely. Yeah. And just simply mega, mega camp 21. That's all you need to put into Google. It'll take you right there. Uh, I, I, I should know, I don't, tickets are around a hundred dollars. Um, but yeah. we're, we're already signed up and excited to go and attend and they are fantastic. I know last mega camp, which was a year ago is the first virtual one they ever did. Uh, it was the best virtual yeah. workshop, seminar, um, convention I'd ever been to. Then yeah, we had, family, then, so then we good. had family reunion and that was the best yeah. one. So yeah, this will be another step up. It, it's just, it's just what KW does. They keep, they keep building on what they've already built and it'll be, it'll yeah. be awesome. And here's the thing too, because it's virtual, if you can't make the daytime sessions, you can get them later that evening. You can log in and they'll be available for you to watch back. So you don't have to worry about being on that call from nine to five. If you're working or you've got the kids or whatever, if you want to watch in the evening, you can do that too. So they're recording a lot, all of the sessions or a lot of the sessions and they're available for you to, to watch. So don't avoid it. If you think, Oh, I don't have time or I, I'm bit, I like my schedule is full. Um, you know, even if you get to a third of the content on there, it's, it's well worth that hundred dollars. Like, oh my without, without doubt. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. And Jen, the, the last thing we should mention too, we always talk about this, you and I, and that's the opportunity that 
or the different opportunities that Keller Williams has provided both you and I, you with, you know, your, your love and passion for coaching and how that, you know, that showed up and, and an opportunity presented itself. And then, and me in mm-hmm. a sense with, with different opportunities, whether it been launching um, my own location to, to now managing the brokerage and now what I'm moving into now. And uh, if yeah. you've, if you've been listening, you know that I'm moving into a new role and that's uh, um, director of business development, which I am incredibly excited about and looking for opportunities to grow our brokerage, but more importantly, uh, looking for opportunities that's going to add value uh, to our agents so they can help, um, so we can support their business. Yeah. Which brings us to the, our newest opportunity. And, and at Ke- Keller Williams Realty Centers, uh, we are looking for the perfect fit for a recruiting manager. So if that's you or you know somebody that has that experience and is looking for an opportunity to grow and expand with us, uh, reach out mm-hmm. to Jen or myself. We're happy to have that conversation. And I can tell you doing it, and Jen and I have been doing it for the last couple of years, it is so rewarding to bring agents into KW, but also provide them with the expertise and the knowledge and the tools and the systems uh, that allows them to grow their business, right, Jen? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's such a it's such a great role in that you get to not only focus on growing the company and recruiting and meeting new agents, but you get to help our existing agents, and then you also get to coach and provide support and opportunity for our agents, for all agents, whether they're KW or not. So, I mean, it's it's a it's a very unique and very cool role, and we're we're definitely kind of looking for that perfect person to fill all three of those buckets, right? And, you know, I love the transition you're making, Gary, although I love you in the other role as well, but I know that this is gonna be, you know, bigger and better things for you um, and for the brokerage for that matter, because we get to benefit from that, from your passion for those things. Um, But, you know, I I think with the right person in place, it's gonna be an amazing team and an amazing environment and our agents are only gonna benefit from it. And that's just it. We're always looking for ways. We always talk about what's the win-win. And um, over the last several years, uh, KW for both Jen and I, we've been creating win-wins and and it's just one after another and and Mm -hmm. creating opportunities, not only for ourselves individually, but for our brokerage, right? And and that's what we continue to strive for. And uh, the numbers speak for themselves. In fact, this just came out. uh, I was sharing with Jen uh, just prior, and I think this is really cool to, uh, to talk about 899 agents have chosen to join Keller Williams just this year. That is incredible. And and we're seeing some tremendous growth numbers and we're seeing this is also good no, this isn't good. What's a, what's a better word than good? This is amazing. This is fantastic, Jen. Um, this is where it matters the most. GCI per agent. So if you're an agent listening for and, and you're in, anywhere in Canada, uh, the GCI, which is gross commission income, Jen, per mm-hmm. agent has gone up year over year 73%. That's Unbelievable. Crazy. So we're closing. Mm-hmm. Yes, values have gone up and that it equates to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, and I don't have the number here, I should have wrote it down. We're closing more transactions than we ever have before. And that's because of yeah. the agents that we brought on. They're highly productive. And and it's a ripple effect right down to the brand new agent and getting them into production. So we're seeing uh, mm-hmm. tremendous growth. If, I, if you hear passion coming from me and Jen on this, it's because we are passionate about this. And we're excited uh, yeah. to see the KW growth for sure. 
That's such a crazy number. And you know, it's funny, the minute you said it, when you said that 70 um, percentage in that range, it, my first thought was like, can't just be the market. Like, I know the market's up, but it can't just be the market for that big of a number, right? So it just goes to speak to the coaching, the support, the training, the retention, the value adds that, that the agents are getting um, and how huge that is in making sure agents are in production. At, at any level, right? We're from the brand new guys to the seasoned agents that are trying to navigate a new real estate world. It's different than what maybe you were used to a year ago. So, you know, for them to be able to pivot and trans and transition that quickly and see that kind of growth because of it, that's phenomenal. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It, it's truly incredible. And, and we all know, you know, the, the excitement, the energy that, that that's contagious, but so is yeah. uh, being a top producer. Right. And, yeah. and, and that just ripples right down. And, um, you know, there's, there's a interview coming out tomorrow, a red chair interviews that we've been doing yes. with, uh, Vincent Bongard. And I, I was highly... going to ask who's next. Cause I love Mel's and Dylan's was great. Of course. Of but course. Mel's yeah. was so good. And I was, I was so excited. So I was like, okay, who's going to be next? I didn't know if it was Jason or Vincent. So yeah. Yes. So yeah. Vincent's, uh, his video drops uh, tomorrow and he talks about the importance of having uh, an office, but more importantly, who's in that office and how that pushes mm -hmm. him. And, and as we said, success um, breeds success in a sense, and, and it's contagious. And, and yeah. he's, he's, you know, a, a big advocate of being around other top producers and that helps him in his yeah. business. So tune in and watch that one tomorrow for sure. I love it. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Very good. Well, Jen, that wraps up uh, another episode of KWRC TV. Uh, we're back on. Uh, we're taking a uh, little hiatus here throughout the summer, but we are back on for August 31st, so the last day of August. And uh, we'll have uh, lots to talk about because that'll be after Mega Camp. And I'm sure some, yeah. there's always some great things that get launched and announced at Mega Camp. So we'll have that. Yeah which is always great. So um, for for Jen Silbernagel, I'm Gary McGowan. Yes, you can catch us on your favorite podcast player of choice, and we'll see everybody on the next episode. Bye for now. Bye, guys.